Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Hey, everybody in LOM land, we have a treat for you today because we are going to have a podcast interview with three of my favorite people, three of your favorite people throughout LOM land, and that's three people who serve on the LOM LTE committee, the committee that puts so much work every year into planning and leading and making sure everything is absolutely fantastic with one of the signature events for LOM, and that's the annual leadership training event, LTE. And committee members with us today are Dana Isaacson, who serves as the program director at Iwalu in Iowa, Anthony Briggs, who serves as the executive director at Crossroad in New Jersey, and the chairperson of that committee, Gretchen Bachman, who serves as the director of operations for Voyagers Lutheran Ministries in Minnesota, up in the northeast part of Minnesota. So uh, we're going to be talking with them about the LTE and what's happening with LTE this year and that type of thing. But before we get going with that, I think you'll be interested in just hearing a little bit of background from each of these three about how it is that they ended up as full-time outdoor ministry professionals. So Gretchen, I'm going to start with you and just uh, give us a brief background, the, the nutshell version of how is it that you ended up as the director of operations for Voyagers? Like way back from the beginning? Sure, to the very beginning. Uh, It's about the last 10% of my life, but go back to the (laughs) beginning. (laughs) Well, I worked, I mean, I was a camper, you know, I grew up going to Green Lake and thought it was the best best thing in the world. And so when I got to college, I couldn't wait to interview. Um, and so I, I worked at Green Lake, spent five summers there. Um, and after my last summer, it was coming kind of towards the end and I had no idea what I was going to do. I graduated from college, you know, I had no direction. And, uh, Dave Eliason was the program director at the time. And he handed me a job opening for a program position at Lutherdale in Wisconsin. And he said, Hey, you might like this. (laughs) So I applied and I was hired. The rest is history. <laughs> I mean, I spent four years at Lucidale and then I uh, spent a summer at LCLC out in New York with Anthony, going back to summer staff, which at the age of 28 was heavenly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then uh, uh, from there, I went to Good Earth for 12 years. And then moved to northern Minnesota because I hadn't lived in that part of the state yet, I guess. And um, took the job at BLM about 10 years ago, next week. So um, started doing started out doing programming. Um, and then just with 
the way that things change and morph in camping in a joint conversation with, with Joel Abent, the director, just kind of did some re-staffing, reshuffling of how we wanted things to go. And yeah, so now instead of doing programming, I get to oversee the program staff as well as all the other systems and things that are in place at VLM. So. Well, Gretchen, that certainly is a lot of different experiences as part of that. In 10 years now at Voyagers, yeah. uh, wow, uh, is Voyagers the place, uh, at least for being involved professionally, is, is Voyagers the place where you've been the longest? No, I was at Good Earth for 12 years. Oh, you were there for 12 years. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks, Gretchen. And we're going to go now to Anthony Briggs. And I know a little bit of Anthony's story, but Anthony, if you would be so kind, just give us a little bit of background of how it is that you ended up being the executive director of Crossroads in New Jersey. Am I going back the way Gretchen did? Oh, yeah, go back to the <laughs> middle. Right. So I, I grew up as a camper in, uh, in North Carolina. I, uh, I went to Luther Ridge. And then my family did family camp at Agape and I did beach camp at Curie Beach and I, I loved camp. And then um, it was a, it, I'm fascinated by the story because I, I always call it a God shot. I had plans for the summer after I graduated high school that got canceled at the last minute because of some some crazy things going on in the world. That was a Tuesday. And on Wednesday through some connections. Um, I had an interview, a phone interview with uh, Don Johnson at Calumet. And I was at staff training on that Saturday in New Hampshire from North Carolina. It was like, boom, boom, boom. And I ended up working um, with uh, Don at Calumet for six summers. Then I was hired. Um, and, and by the way, I'll just add that Calumet was never the same uh, <laughs> before then, and it probably will never be the same again. <laughs> and, and then from there, I worked for a year at the Lutheran camp in um, in Puerto Rico uh, at Eduardo Roig. And from Roig, I was hired to be the associate director at LCLC, um, uh, Lake Chautauqua Lutheran Center, Lutheran camp at the time. Uh, and I served in that position, in that capacity, I think, for seven months. And I was interim director for about three months, and then they hired me as exec, and I stayed seven more years. So I was there eight years. Uh, then after a while, I went to LRCC in Southern California, Lutheran Retreats, Camps, and Conferences. I served as executive there for six and a half years. And then from there, um, 10 years ago, Gretchen, I guess we started at the same time. Uh, October eighth, I will have been. I will have been here ten years as executive director. That's amazing. Um, I, you know, it's um, for me who spent thirty-five years as executive director at Calumet. I'm thinking, wow, that's a lot of moving around, and it gives you um, both of you listening to this such a breadth of experience that I know is extremely valuable. Not only for where you where you serve uh, professionally, but also for LOM and the way you're serving with the LTE and having that kind of breadth of experience shaping the LTE is fantastic. So, hey, Dana, now it's your turn. I think you are already on a path of doing a little bit of moving around, but uh, tell us uh, how you ended up at Iwalu as the 
full-time program director at Iwalu year-round? Well, I started out at Iwalu as a camper, and um, my mom and aunts were really big Girl Scouts growing up. And so they did all sorts of extreme things like winter camping in northern Minnesota and things like that. So it was kind of in our blood to to do camping. And um, I just love going to camp. And so when I started college, I had already worked at um, Iwalu for one summer. And I went for my like freshman orientation or whatever. And I had to declare a major. And I talked to the uh, my religion advisor. And he um, he suggested that I take on religion camping ministry um, as my major. And so I said, okay, sure. I love camp. And it stuck. And so I just started... <laughs> Kept working at camp over the summer and then did some volunteer work after college, but then um, ended up working for Crossways Pine Lake for six years and then Chautauqua Ministries for six years. And now I'm back at Iwalu. And so that's really exciting. I've only been here since December and my first summer was a COVID summer. So it's just like, it's familiar yet unfamiliar and it's a whole new experience. So I guess I'm sticking with camping ministry for a while here. Yeah. Oh, what an incredible way to get started in your new position at ULO during a COVID year. And holy cow, I just can't even imagine. But um, here we are. And we're on the other end of uh, a summer uh, with COVID and all that kind of thing. Uh, And before we get into the impact that that's had on uh, LOM and the LTE, uh, let me just ask you first, Dana, let's go back to you right away and ask you this. What motivates you to spend so much time as you do in doing stuff with the whole LOM network through LOM and especially like all the time and energy you put into the LTE. Where's the motivation for that come from? Well, first of all, it's just really fun to spend time with other people. I think that's the most important thing is that we just need community within the camping um, network. Having people around you to ask questions of or to support you, um, all those different things. I think that's the really important thing about LTE is that there are others around you to um, provide that support and advice. And so that's why it's really fun to be part of it is to help provide that for others to help answer their questions and guide them. I think that's really good to have some standards or give people some guidance. And then also that support that I was talking about as well. Well, thank you very much. And I extend that not only on behalf of myself, but on behalf of the whole LOM network, because uh, the work you do with LOM and especially with the LTE committee is so important for LOM and we're very grateful for that. Anthony, why is it that you're so motivated to put all the time and energy and everything into the LTE through working on the LTE committee that you do? Yeah, I will echo uh, everything that Dana said. I agree with her. It's it's the community. Um, Gretchen and I were in the first two LTEs, which of course then were known as the A-Lump schools. I think you were involved in that too, Don. How many years ago was that? Oh, I'm... What year is that? I don't even... 
I'm okay. pretty sure it was Louisville. You know it, Gretchen, right? Yeah, it was 1995 in Nashville. 1995. And uh, I, I was very much part of the education committee of ALOM. And I also was, um, uh, I served as the, uh, where, what do we call it? The dean of the school. Uh, a lot of good times. Absolutely. Go ahead, Anthony. And that experience was transformative uh, for me. Uh, personally and professionally, the the colleagues that have become and remain some of my closest friends uh, that I met uh, then and are people that I can pick up the phone anytime and we can laugh together, commiserate together, brainstorm together. Uh, and and that that's a large list. Um, and that came from that experience. And then I did the LTE again um, years later when I started it at... Um, LRCC in California, and I took, I think, five of my staff, and we did it together, and that was a really great bonding experience for us, but it was it was great refresher for me, and in the amount of years that we had been doing the LTE, um, it was so much better. I mean, it was great to begin with, but it's always stayed so topical, and it, and it changes all the time, and it, um, it is, it is such a wonderful event, um, the committee is a it is a joy. It's just fun to work with, but that old adage that I'm I'm sure I will I will butcher that you know that which we need to learn we we continue to teach, and being involved on the committee, um, I know that I get more out of the LTE than than the participants every time. It keeps pushing me to be better to think about things in a new way. Uh, and that, that helps uh, our ministry here. And uh, it's also, I remember being the young one in the room and for these people like yourself who reached out to me and were great mentors to me. And, and that was important. And it's, and it is really, it's a, it's a, it's an it's a responsibility to now be not the youngest person in the room, but then to continue cultivating those relationships to so that so that this important ministry continues to grow and and change and and meet the needs of the world today. I, I love being a part of the LTE. For me personally, Anthony, what you just said um, r- really brought to my, the forefront of my mind uh, uh, how important it was for me. As a faculty person, I learned so much, and I always thought myself, just like you, that as a faculty person, I learned way more than anybody who was participating in it. It's something that uh, people who have been to an LTE before, and um, they might be in outdoor ministry for 10, 12, 15 years, it's a great thing to participate in again because um, you have so much more context to uh, put everything in. And then for the, uh, but for the younger people who are just coming in, or not the younger people, but the people who are new to LOM, it's such a great way to build a community uh, in a, a smaller group. Uh, before getting into the conference, which is, you know, it's so much uh, easier to feel that sense of community in a group of 20 or 25 than just showing up for the first time at an LOM conference with 150 people and where where am I with all of this? So, I oh, there's so much 
you and Dana have raised up. But Gretchen, I haven't asked you the question, and I want to ask you the same question, but I feel like we're probably stealing all your thunder. Yes, all everything they said. <laughs> um, but you know, part of part of my motivation, in addition to all of that, is I have had the opportunity in the last twenty-five to thirty years to learn from what I consider giants uh, in outdoor ministry. People like you, Don. Yes, I'll kiss up a little bit. But I'm getting a lot bigger. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I remember that first LPE. Dick Sather was there, you know, to talk about fundraising and so to learn from him and to learn from Margie about hospitality and. Um, you know, um, I have had the opportunity to work with Jerry Manlove to learn from Randy Gullickson. To, I mean, I just, they're just, they've just been giants in LOM that I have had the opportunity to learn from. And so I think I just feel that they gave so much to me that it's my job now to continue to give um, whatever it is that I have to offer. And sometimes it is simply corralling the LTE team. Um, in planning and like the last last fall I didn't I didn't teach uh, a session I got to be the dean and just kind of kept things going and even that is uh, rewarding even if I'm not necessarily teaching a subject so I think it's just the, that call to continue to share the knowledge to the next generation to the 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 new people in the room not necessarily the young people in the room but the new people in the room so I think that's part of my motivation in addition to everything that Dana and Anthony said. Oh, my gosh. You mentioned the name Randy Gullickson. And um, I, I, you know, we all hope that he rests in peace. And we miss him so much. But I remember that first one we did, that ALOM school, uh, that we talked about in 1995. And Randy did the piece on uh, theology in outdoor ministry. And I still remember, I still have notes from that presentation that are in my Bible, that um, my reference Bible, it's just, uh, it was just an incredible presentation. And like you say, for us to have the opportunity to be, uh, at the feet of giants in the field who have uh, so much to offer and to be able to just drink that all in. What an incredible opportunity. Uh, thank you, uh, all three of you, for bringing up such great points. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Dana, particularly to uh, talk a little bit about the LTE for this November that was canceled. But had it taken place, um, what would that experience have looked like for participants in in the LTE uh, that would have been taking place this coming November? Well, we're working on a new format, but I'll let Gretchen talk about that. But um, generally, the LTE is a great experience because... Um, you come together and it's kind of intensive because there's a lot of different sessions, but it's over a wide variety of topics pertaining to different things that you'll come across because we all know um, our jobs are a lot of um, other duties as assigned. So there's a lot of things there that you can learn about. Some things you already know, some things you don't know anything about. 
the other great thing about it is that you have small groups. So you have a chance to get together with um, other people and talk through questions, talk about what you've been learning, but also just have that community aspect um, and talk about things that you're going through or questions that you have, which is um, really important as well. And it's also fun. Um, there's different things to do in the evenings and there's just time for fellowship and to hang out. To, with one another. What's great is that even if you're, um, well, in the old format, even if you're in the program, doing program and you're not a program person, you can still learn a lot from that. Or if you're going to the administrative track and you're a program person, you also learn from that because um, you, you see all of these things happening in your organization. So it's really important to know, even if that's not your direct job, you're learning pieces of that and it's helping you just be better informed and 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 to have an idea of what's going on yeah you guys can talk about it better Anthony and Gretchen you've done a lot more been to many more LTEs well I'm, I'm gonna move to Anthony and ask Anthony Anthony we've talked a little bit about what the target you know target audience uh, might be or who might consider themselves to be prime candidates for the LTE but uh, anything more that you might want to say about that would be good. And uh, maybe you could identify s some of the areas that would be covered because uh, there's um, a whole number of areas that are focused on through the week for, you know, in particular parts of best practices for outdoor ministry. But if you could um, identify what some of those areas would be for those who might be interested. The, the sessions that have had the greatest impact on me and then I have seen impact other people. And I, I have to say that the, I think it's three different sessions that the, that the curriculum calls for on philosophy to me is at least right now today, I would say the most important because it pushes us professionally to really get clear in our purpose and to stay connected to our purpose. And to think about our philosophy of outdoor ministries and how that philosophy informs everything we do. And the sessions that we do on risk management and the sessions that we do on marketing and the sessions that we do on program design and on theology, you know, what is our philosophy and, and how does that inform every decision we make, whether it is on hospitality and food service. Why do we serve the food that we serve? How do we serve it? What are the, what are the you know, another great couple sessions, I feel like it's more than one, on environmental stewardship and, and creation stewardship. And, and, and philosophy ties it all together. And I need to be intentional about having those spaces, those places and time apart where I reconnect with my purpose and my philosophy and, and to make sure that, that, that I continue to, to, to feed that part of myself professionally, because it's really easy in the day-to-day, -day, you know, running of camp to just get it done and to just keep moving and to get it done, but to really stop and have to think. And so I think anybody in outdoor ministers, I think board members should come. I think executive directors who've been doing this for 20 years should come. I think, you know, first year uh, folks should come. I think someone who's considering a career 
or a call in outdoor ministry sh- should come. The, the fellowship is is fantastic, but the the depth of the the curriculum and the sessions um, it would just it just pushes you to a, uh, a place where you need to be in a place. I, personally, I need to be pushed back to that pa- that place all the time. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you, sure uh, you you answered it, Anthony, and it's very interesting to me the way you answered it. Because as I've observed Crossroads over the past 10 years with you in the leadership as executive director, I've, I've just seen Crossroads thrive and grow. And I can't help but think it's a lot of that has to do with the fact that you are so grounded in your philosophy and your theology and i know that you are leading the way in keeping the staff and all of those who are in leadership in crossroads grounded in that so i think what you indicated as being really important about lte uh really lives out in your leadership at Crossroads. So thank you for sharing that. Gretchen, you're the chairperson of the LTE committee and you keep everybody on track and you do a marvelous job with that. And we've heard a little bit about how you have personally been impacted by uh, the opportunities afforded through all of that. Is there anything else that you would like to add to what Dana and Anthony talked about? And then um, I, I know that the LTE is going through some change, and we're going to have a podcast where we focus on how LTE is changing. Uh, is there anything you would like to add in rounding out what Dana and Anthony said? and maybe giving a little bit of a hint at what we might talk about in more detail in a future podcast. Uh, If you come to an LGE, come prepared to be overwhelmed (laughs) with information. You know, Andrew Schofield used to always use the, it's like drinking from a a, a fire hydrant. You know, it's just, it's coming at you really fast and sometimes hard to process all of that. And so you just need to be ready for that. I think it's not, it's, there's a lot of fellowship and there's a lot of fun, but it's also, it's intense. Like Dana said, it's, it's hard work to sit and to listen and to take all of it in, um, which is why you should go more than once, <laughs> um, you know, because you, you get a little bit, but then the next time you come, you get a little bit more, which is the beauty of being a faculty member is you get, you, you get to hear it again and again, um, which is nice. What was the next part of the question? Sorry. Uh, What are some of the, you know, changes that we might anticipate coming up uh, and realizing that we we are going to go into a lot more detail about this in a future podcast? Right. And I think the, how intense it is, is kind of what sparked some of our conversation in January, this past January, about expanding the LTE. The ideal was to, can we add a third rotation so that we can have more time to process the stuff that's being shared, um, but then also the opportunity to add some more things in. So that's kind of what sparked 
or thought of it maybe after 25 years, it's time to do some reformatting um, and expanding it. Um, and then the other part of that was to make it uh, more in, open, inviting. Sometimes you look and you go, oh, it's the program track. Well, I don't do program. I don't need to go to that. Or, oh, it's the admin track. Well, you don't do administration, so you don't need to go to that. Um, and I think we're trying to get away from that to let people know that the LTE is for anyone and everyone, whether you've been in outdoor ministries for a week uh, or whether you've been in outdoor ministry for 30 years. Um, there's, there's always something that you can get from the experience. Yeah. And so, yes, we've expanded it. We're excited about it. <laughs> it's coming in 2021, whether we you know, have to do it virtually or not. <laughs> Yes, I, I I personally, having been involved in the Elon School and uh, the LTE over the years, I personally think that some of the changes that are coming down the track are just really, really good and really responding to what the needs are today and keeping everything relevant. So I applaud you and the whole committee on all of that. And at the same time, I'm uh, we're looking at this November, and there will be no in-person LTE as we have known it. What else is new with COVID nineteen, right? And um, and at the same time, the LTE committee has not taken the year off, which is really really impressive. And Gretchen, there's all kinds of plans for what's going to be available virtually this November during the same time that the LTE and the conference would have been taking place. I am so excited about that and so excited about the opportunities that are available. I'd love to just uh, explain it myself, but you're here now. So I'm going to ask you, Gretchen, please explain to all of us throughout LOM land What's going to be happening the second week of November, right after we get through with the big election coming up? All of LOM land, or at least those who listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I and Anthony. <laughs> um, so um, we, um, I don't even remember when we met, March maybe, um, or April as a team, we kind of, we did some soul searching, I guess, and just. We're like we can't we can't do this in person. It just wasn't going to be feasible. But it was also well, we can't do nothing um, because in six seven months we're all going to need something. Um, I think was part of the conversation, and so we we brainstormed. You know, what are things that that people are going to be wondering about? What are the things that people might, might want to talk about as they prepare for 2021 and and whatever? And so we as a team kind of brainstormed ideas luckily we had um dana on the on the committee who was doing programming so she was able to say here's the things that i'm struggling with as i prepare for the summer um and then we met much more regularly this year and so dana would fill us in every time she came back to tell us what she was up to so we could go oh we should talk about that and so uh basically what we did is we put together topics that we think might be relevant for people as we are looking ahead to 2021. What is programming going to look like with COVID procedures? You know, what what do we need to know? Um, how do we, for those of us who didn't have any staff this summer, 
Um, how do you start recruiting again? You know, when you don't have that core of returners necessarily who are able to come back, how do you build trust with your camper families? Most of them probably understood why we didn't do camp, but not everybody. So how do you get the word out that we're excited to have you back and here's what we're doing to keep you as safe as possible when you come back to camp? Mental health. Dana, I remember you made a comment during one of our conversations that even though it was summer camp, every decision that normally you wouldn't think twice about, you had to think about um, because there were other implications involved. And so how do you take care of yourself when every decision is really a new decision? Yeah, those are some of the things. Oh, and crisis. How do you plan for it? You know, it threw a little bit, all of us a little off guard. So how do you plan for a pandemic? How do you plan for wildfires? How do you plan for hurricanes? How do you plan for the unexpected? And so even just a conversation about why you should have a crisis plan in place. Why do you need to be prepared um, for the what if kind of thing? And so, so we have topics that we think are relevant. Um, I know that ACA, I've seen some things from ACA that are covering some of the same things. I know that there are some camps that are starting to offer opportunities for other professionals um, that are along the same lines that we're talking about, which is great. But this is an opportunity to maybe reach further because it's virtual. You know, we can all be in the room if we want to be. Um, we don't have to travel to do this. Um, and we're trying to keep them short and concise. And we're not going to answer all of your questions, but we're going to give you information. We're going to open it up to conversations. We're going to connect uh, as professionals. We have a week, more than a week almost, of, of things happening. And you can pick and choose. You don't Normally, LTE, you sign up, you come. You come for the whole thing. And whether you want a session on risk management or not, you're going to get it. With this particular event, you can kind of look at the schedule and go, oh, I'd like to do that one, but I don't want to do anything else again until you know Thursday morning or whatever. And so it's an opportunity for people who um, maybe don't have all week to give, but really want to connect and have some conversations about things that are going to be relevant as we turn our attention to 2021 and what programming may or may not look like and how do we prepare for it. So um, that was our vision and goal. We're still working on some of the pieces. Hey, join us, bear with us, have the conversation. It'll be, it'll be good to see people's faces, even if it's on a computer screen. The LOM News is going to have a whole page description of what the alternative LTE plans are for the week of November 6th to the 13th. There'll be other um, events taking place that week, so uh, watch your inbox for that. For those of you who are listening after around the 1st of October, go back in your inbox and look for the LOM news, and uh, you'll find a complete description and schedule and all that kind of thing with uh, all of this. So uh, there's going to be a lot going on. And the other thing that we're adding that the um, conference committee is uh, working on is each of the mornings that would have been conference mornings, um, a morning devotion by somebody in the LOM network, and then on the Sunday concluding things uh, right after the auction on November 14th. And the next day, Sunday, we're going to have an LOM uh, worship experience to kind of close off the week. So there's going to be a lot going on that week. And 
I know for me, uh, I thought I uh, was going to be able to take that conference off of my calendar, <laughs> but I think I'm going to be busier than I would have been had it been live and in person. So uh, we're about to uh, wrap this up, but uh, before we do uh, wrap it up, I'm going to ask you, uh, Dana, do you have any parting thoughts that you would like to share with all of your colleagues throughout the LOM network, particularly as it relates to leadership training event, LTE? Um, yeah, I just encourage everybody to join in. Um, it's a great opportunity for us to connect again, to have that community and that support. Just, I liked what Anthony had to say about um, grounding you and bringing you back together. I think these kind of opportunities are really important. It's It'll be great to have everybody's different perspectives on, on how um, this last summer went, whether you had programming or not, it was virtual or in person, and also just different areas of the country, things are handled differently. And so I think it'll be really interesting to hear um, different perspectives and um, also learn from one another. So I think it's gonna be a really important event for us. And I know I'm really looking forward to it. So I hope everybody joins us. Thank you. And Anthony, what about you? Any parting thoughts, especially as it relates to LTE? Yeah, you know, our, we have uh, we're 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 lucky that we work with great board members, and we have great staff, and we have constituency that that loves our um, uh, our ministry. People that truly get what our professional lives are like are, are, are each other. And um, one of the sessions that we're doing is around um, in emotional, mental, and spiritual health. And um, this has been a crazy time. And everyone has been working in ways that they didn't, never thought they'd have to work and thinking about things 18 different ways. And, and I think that there, um, there's a real need for us to, to hold each other closer and tighter than we ever have before. Um, and events like the LTE and all of the different things that um, LOM has made happen in the last six, seven months um, that's been a lifeline, and more of us need to um, explore that and embrace that community because, like I said, um, board members are there camp, but they they don't walk with us. Um, and so I just think that this time together uh, will spark um, um, really uh, important conversation and collegiality and and care and love for each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people there. Thank you, Anthony. Gretchen, do you have any parting thoughts or additional thoughts that you would like to share, particularly as it relates to LTE? Well, yeah, because one of the values, I think, of sitting in the same room at an LTE is for um, people who are new um, to their ministry, new to camping, have the opportunity to talk about that. And so one of the things that we were really intentional about doing is still offering a session for people who have been in their position for less than two years. So if you are listening to this and that is you, hopefully you're listening to it before November 1st so that you can be a part of that conversation. We really want people who are new, who maybe came in and this was their first summer and this is what they experienced. We want them to have an opportunity to um, be heard by the LTE committee and to be supported by others in the same position. So um, I think that is maybe a key thing that we're gonna try to offer. 
But also to anybody who participates, be gracious with us. We're figuring this out as we go as well. Um, and we would love to know what you'd like to talk about. Um, and so, you know, if you sign up for a session, tell us are there questions that you'd like to see answered, knowing we're not going to get to all of them. We're really trying to keep every session to an hour. But participate, you know, because if nothing else, it maybe sparks conversation and you could give someone a call after the fact and continue the conversation um, or explore a topic more. Um, so we're not going to, we don't have all the answers for you, um, but it's a chance to connect and to um, be together and to learn a little bit and be challenged a little bit and to know that <laughs> you will get through this. Um, and summer camp will happen again. Uh, if it hadn't happened this last summer and, and it's going to look different, but we can walk together and, and figure that out together. We don't have to do this by ourselves. And to that, I add amen. And thank you very much to the three of you for being on this podcast with us and sharing all that you have. And uh, it gets me even more excited than I was about the alternative LTE coming up. But for all the plans for LTE, I am so grateful for the work you do and your committee, the other committee members on the LTE committee. Thank you from all of LOM, and we will look forward to seeing you all around the network. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page. So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.